0: Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a brother's grim tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading, Yorinda and Joringel. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a
1: Grim Reading.
0: There was once an old castle in the middle of a large and thick forest. And in it, an old woman, who was a witch, dwelt all alone. In the daytime, she changed herself into a cat or a screech owl. But in the evening, she took her proper
1: shape again as a human being. Why is she doing this? Is she in hiding? Well, you would if you could, wouldn't you? I, yeah, I mean, I would. And I would be a cat as well. That's a great choice. I prove. Not a screech owl. <laughs> I don't even know what that is.
0: <laughs> she could lure wild beasts and birds to her, and then she killed and boiled and roasted them. If anyone came within a hundred paces of the castle, he was obliged to stand still and could not stir from the place until she bade him be free. But whenever an innocent maiden came within this circle, she changed her into a bird and shut her up in a wickerwork cage and carried the cage into a room in the castle. She had about 7,000 cages Ski- of what? rare birds in the castle.
1: That were all kidnapped women?
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is so strange. And why has she got this rather sexist policy? What's The men are forced to stand still, mm-hmm. and the women are changed into birds.
0: Now, there was once a maiden who was called Eurinda, who was fairer than all other girls. She and a handsome youth named Yoringel had promised to marry each other. Oh, lovely. They were still in the days of betrothal, and their greatest happiness was being together. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? One day, in order that they might be able to walk together in quiet, they went for a walk in the forest. Take care, said Yuringle, that you do not go too near the castle. Oh, so they, everyone knows yeah, everyone about this knows, yeah. situation, right, okay. It was a beautiful evening. The sun shone brightly between the trunks of the trees into the dark green of the forest. And the turtle dove sang mournfully upon the young boughs of the birch trees.
1: Oh, beautiful. It's, just lovely. it's so lovely, romantic. Isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Jorinda wept now and again. <laughs> okay, just now and again. Every now and then she has a little weep. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> she sat down in the sunshine and was
0: sorrowful. Why? Joringel was sorrowful too. They were as sad as if they were about to die. Okay. Then they looked around them and were quite at a loss, for they did not know by which way they should go home. The sun was still half above the mountains and half set. Yorungul looked through the bushes and saw the old walls of the castle close at hand. He was horror-stricken and filled with deadly fear. Oh, no. Yeah, I think they're a little bit too close, Adam. I thought they had it under control. Yorinder was singing. <laughs> <laughs> My little bird with the necklace red, sing sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. He sings that the dove must soon be dead, sing sorrow. Chuk, chuk, chuk. <laughs> Yorongol looked for Yurinda. She was changed into a nightingale. No, and sang. Duck, duck, duck. A screech owl with glowing eyes flew three times round about her and three times cried. Yorongol could not move.
1: Oh no! He stood there like a stone and could neither weep nor speak nor move hand nor foot. Oh, okay. Elbows? <laughs> uh, no, okay. Do you, do you see what's going on? No, I see. see I see what's I, I happened I feel like here? she was almost done with her song and was sort of changed into the nightingale mid-song, hence it yeah. ended with the... Whatever that was. Jug, jug, jug. <laughs> jug, jug, jug. jug which is... <laughs> I mean... I went the with... The amount of times when you're out on a walk and you hear a jug, 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 jug overhead and it's a nightingale. <laughs> yeah, I know that, yeah. <laughs> this is not good. No. Yorinda is now a nightingale and Yorungal cannot
0: move. No. The sun had now set. The owl flew into the thicket... And directly afterwards, there came out of it a crooked old woman, yellow and lean, with large red eyes and a hooked nose, the point of which reached to her chin.
1: So, okay. How does she eat? (laughs) So so many questions. (laughs) I'm picturing that. That doesn't work. Focus on the story, because it's about to get
0: mad. Okay. She muttered to herself, caught the nightingale, and took it away in her hand. Yurangul could neither speak nor move from the spot. The nightingale was gone.
1: Okay.
0: At last the woman came back and said in a hollow voice, Greetings, Zakiel! If the moon shines on the cage, Zachiel, let him loose at once. Then Yurongil was freed. He fell on his knees before the woman and begged that she would give him back his Yurinda. But she said that he should never have her again and went away. He called, he wept, he lamented, but all in vain.
1: Ah, what is to become of me?
0: Yringle went away and at last came to a strange village. There he kept sheep for a long
1: time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just Whoa. A series of facts. Well, yeah. This is like jump forward a lot. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the witch has taken away Yorin. Yeah, and, and she's sort of like, he's been freed, so he's yeah. not stuck to the spot. He could have run after her. Instead, he goes into the nearest village and keeps sheep for a long time. The nearest strange it's village. Like, yeah, I know. Near a strange. It's a very strange village, that. It's all very strange. It's so bizarre. (laughs) So he's now a shepherd. Yeah.
0: He often walks round and round the castle, but not too near it. At last, he dreamt one night that he found a blood-red flower, in the middle of which was a beautiful large pearl, that he picked the flower and went with it to the castle, and that everything he touched with the flower was freed from enchantment. He also dreamt that by means of it, he recovered his urinder. Okay. So he's had a special dream. It's a lovely dream, that is. And then he woke up. And well in the morning when he awoke he began to seek over hill and dale if he could find such a flower red so flower with up. a pearl in it yeah. that's the one yeah. he sought until the ninth day and then early in the morning he found the blood red flower in the middle of it there was a
1: large dewdrop as big as the finest pearl ah uh, okay so not strictly a pearl <laughs> no but it's as big as <laughs> as big as a pearl yeah same thing
0: day and night he journeyed with this flower to the castle To the witch's castle. Mm -hmm. When he was within a hundred paces of it, he was not held fast, but walked on to the door. So he's he's not standing still. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because he's touching it, I guess. He's not enchanted. Euringel was full of joy. He touched the door with the flower
0: and it sprang open. Yes. He walked in through the courtyard and listened for the sound of the birds. At last, he heard it. He went on and found the room from which it came, and there... The witch was feeding the birds in the 7,000 cages. When the witch saw Uringle, she was angry. Very angry. Mm, She scolded. And spat poison and gall at him. (laughs) (laughs) She's spitting poison. But she could not come within two paces of him. Oh, the flower. He did not take any notice of her. But went and looked at the cages with the birds. But there were many hundreds of nightingales. How was he to find his
1: Urenda again? Oh, no. (laughs) I thought he was going to, like... Do a sort of mass breakout. Just rub a flower all over some birds. <laughs> no, this is. I was gonna bring this up later. Okay. Just
0: then, but I'll save it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for later. <laughs> save the good stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's thousands of birds, yeah. hundreds of nightingales. Yeah. How's he gonna find her? Oh, no. But just then, he saw the old woman quietly take away a cage
1: with a bird in it, and go <laughs> towards the door. Brilliant. That's so subtle. <laughs> that's uh that's helped him out quite
0: a bit swiftly he sprang towards her touched the cage with the flower and also the old woman she could now no longer bewitch anyone and yorinda was standing there clasping him round the neck and she was as beautiful as ever oh lovely the end
1: Wow. <laughs> this is a mad one, isn't it? Um, and it's a, it's a good job it worked out like that. I was thinking it could be horrendous if he poked the flower through the bars of the little like, bird cage yeah. and she turned back into a woman, but she's in the cage and she just gets crushed to death. That would be bad, wouldn't it? Oh, that would have been such a better ending. <laughs> i not going to lie. No, but it all ended happily.
0: Yeah, they're back together. They're back together. The lovebirds are back together. Yeah.
1: They make quite a good couple, don't they? It's quite handy that their names
0: are so similar. I know. Well, speaking of names, I had to seek advice from our indispensable German language consultant for pronunciation issues. Yes. Lisa Marie came to the rescue there. Excellent. Because when you chose the story, you called it Jorinder and Joringel. Yeah. And I was like, Jorinder and Joringel. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> just to confuse matters further, sometimes in English the story is translated as Florinda and Yoringle. Let's so so just change one of the names. Or Florinda and Florindel. Okay. So it's just a nightmare. That is a nightmare. But Lisa Marie came to the rescue. She said, go with Yorinda and Yoringel. Yeah. So I think that, uh, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've survived with that. I think I think that's fine. She gave me a bit more information, though. Okay. She said that Yorinda and Yoringle are actually German names, right? But nobody uses them. Okay. Apparently, the names derive from "Rinde" or "Rind," which means tree bark, Ooh, and okay. "Ringeln" to coil as a verb. Okay. So make of that what you will.
1: Which ones? Which?
0: Uh, I guess "Rind" is Yorinda, and Yorinda and was is the
1: girl. Yeah. So she was like tree bark, and he was. A- <laughs> Coiled up. He was coiled. <laughs> Ready to spring. <laughs>
0: yeah. Lots of questions.
1: Yeah, but loads. My
0: most important one, Yep. you already picked up on.
1: Why didn't he set the other 7,000 yeah. girls free? I thought this was going to be an epic tale of like... Jailbreak. Free, yeah, 7,000 imprisoned young women. <laughs> he just leaves them there.
0: I think that puts a whole different spin on the story. Yeah. If you think, actually...
1: Your, your, which, one, which one is it? Your Ingle. Yeah, I can't remember which one's which.
0: Juringel. Your, your What's his
1: game? That's what is his game? And also, I would Who's think... Who's going to be feeding them now as well? well true. I can, yeah, maybe the I witch th- is still there. Yeah, she's still got the power of feeding birds. That's true. We've all got that power. <laughs> We've all got that power, and we should exercise it a lot more than we do. But... <laughs> But the thing is, he was obviously gone a long time while he was looking after a sheep in a strange village. Yeah. Right. So presumably, she's made some real friends here. <laughs> so, so <laughs> she, she's probably not going to stick with him in the long haul, because it's like, looks yeah. at him in a different light now. Like, you left my friends to die. Why yeah. would you do that, Jorangle?
0: Again, another, that changes
1: things. It does. Okay, so they, like everyone else, are aware of this situation. What with the witch and the castle? Yeah, it's like just it's a weird local thing. Some they were conscious of it when they went out to walk in the thick wood, Mm. but somehow they ended up like idiots. Like how did that happen? They were just you know young love. They
0: just got lost track of
1: time. Yeah, didn't know where they were. You know, didn't know where they were going. Only had eyes for each other. And um, at the beginning, obviously, the plan. ...that the witch has for the women is made clear. Like, we know she takes them off, turns them into a bird, keeps them as birds. Mm. But when it's not made clear what happens to the men... Mm. ...and we find out when Joringal is uh, mm-hmm. Yoringal is in that position... ...I'm still not clear of what happens. She asks some kind of questions to Zachary or something. <laughs> like, who's Zach? who is Zach? I don't know. And then he's released... And he doesn't chase her. He just goes off and becomes a shepherd, which makes no sense. Like, he's free to move. but Run after her. She'll lead you right to... Like, just, I'm getting worked up about this, mate. It's all right.
0: It's okay. We all are. Don't <laughs> worry. You're not alone. I mean, I don't really know where to start with your barrage of no. questions. Sorry. There. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of questions. No, I said. but,
0: you know, I get it because I, I find that story virtually impenetrable. Yeah. What is going on?
1: What is I mean, there's on?
0: just loads of weird stuff, like sort of strange turns of emotion. She yeah. was sad. He was sad. Yeah.
1: Sometimes they wept. And then, but then all of a sudden yeah. she's singing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, get your story straight. Are you upset or are you singing? <laughs> is that what you say when people are crying? No, definitely not. <laughs> it's really insensitive and you shouldn't say that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just got all this weird stuff, like the
0: odd turns of phrase. There's loads of allusions to nature all over the place. There's like yeah. the flower, the pearl, the dew, the forest, the nightingale. It all feels like really cryptic mm. and laced with symbolism. Sure, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah like, totally. It's, it's more of like a puzzle than a story. You're yeah. kind of like, what, what's going on? Now you got to the possibly the most confusing part, Zachiel. What is that? What on earth is she saying yeah, to what, him? What, what is she saying? <laughs> He's called Yaringle, mate. Yeah, I know. Not Zachiel. Yeah. <sighs> so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you gonna go down a little rabbit hole? Let's
0: dissect that. Excellent. No, this isn't even, this isn't even one of the rabbit holes, oh, the wow. many rabbit holes we'll be exploring oh. in this okay, episode, well. sir. <laughs>
1: um. A veritable warren.
0: Yringle is frozen to the spot. Yeah. The witch t- pops the nightingale back to the castle, comes back to him, and then says in a hollow voice, which is quite hard to do, a hollow voice. Yeah, what is that? Greetings, Zachiel. It's called Yringle. Yeah. But okay. If the moon shines on the cage, Zacchaeal, let him loose at once. It, it's like a cryptic
1: crossword clue. <laughs> yes. It's like... Seven down. <laughs> if the moon shines upon the, the cage, Zacchaeal... Brackets, let him loose at once. <laughs> dash, Zacchaeal. <laughs> Twelve
0: across. <laughs> so, okay. So, first of all, I looked up the name Zacchaeal. Zacchaeal. I found the name Sakiel. so with an S. Zacchaeal. Okay. Which, from Wikipedia... In Christian angelology, Sakiel is an archangel of the order of the Cherubim. The meaning of the name is given as the covering of God. Oh wow, okay. So I had
1: a feeling it was biblical in some yeah, way. Yeah, it feels biblical, yeah. definitely.
0: But make it that what you will. Okay.
1: So So I, is she not talking to him then? She's talking to Zachiel and is someone else. That's that mm. might be There you go, Adam. Yeah. You might be right there.
0: But I mean I'm tempted to sort of analyze that as she says if the moon shines on the cage let him loose at once so I'm tempted to say that that means if the moon shines on the nightingale's cage right. then she'll be free so then perhaps if you extrapolate from that you could think the pearl in the flower or the dew in the flower represents the moon it's a okay. similar kind of glassy yeah. orb but that doesn't work because she says if the moon shines on the cage
1: he'll be free yeah so, I, I have absolutely no idea what that means. And if the moon is shining on the cage back in the castle, like, okay, if you've placed it near a window, probably will. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, well, there seems to be a lot of sort of like, it makes me think of vampires. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. You know, the whole thing with, is the moon, is that, part that's werewolves, isn't it? Yes. Um... <laughs> And, like, the, the flower, warding her off with the flower makes yeah. me think of, like, the crucifix or something like mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so, this is what I mean. It's so impenetrable. It's so cryptic. You can come at this story from so many different angles, and it has sort of shades of all sorts of different things in there.
1: Yeah. By the way, I was so sort of worked up about what was going on that I spilt my tea all over myself. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yes.
0: Right. Well, Adam. Okay. I've come up with my own mad theory about Excellent. what might be going on here okay. just because I was so at a loss. And also, based on the fact that it reminded me a little bit, talking of the shades of meaning or shades of other stories, it reminded me of a famous Greek myth, which has sent me down a little rabbit hole. Okay, Greek myth. So, my theory is mm-hmm. maybe this story is about death. Check it out, right? <laughs> okay, check it out. <laughs> The girl dies. Yorinda dies.
1: What? She- <laughs> this is my theory about okay. what's going on. Right, okay. So this is kind of like, that's... I thought I'd missed something in this <laughs> This is part two.
0: <laughs> the sequel. Uh, no, so my theory is like, it's kind of a symbolic story. About death. Yeah, so the girl dies. Right. And she gets taken away to an unreachable place, the afterlife, okay. represented by the castle and the witch. Oh. She turns into a bird. So it's like she's returning to nature. Maybe there's some sort of, you know, reincarnation Re- thing. Yeah, yeah. And he physically can't go there. The land of, of the Because he's trapped in the land of the living. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're, you're into this. Yeah, no, I am. And it's making me think of the sticks and all of this. Yes, Adam! Yeah, I thought that's yes! what you were going to say, yeah. Okay, so now
0: my interpretation kind of follows two divergent paths from okay. here. So that's happened. So path one will go down. <laughs> yeah. So the next part of the story Maybe he then dies After many years of life as a shepherd right. He dies And like The blood flower Maybe represents some form of poison Or like he's Pushing up the daisies now I don't know oh, um, okay And then he's reunited with her And the witch can't do anything Because he's dead As represented by the flower Yeah Okay let's back out of that so path So she's
1: like the grim reaper
0: Yeah exactly Yeah Let's back out of that path Okay Go down the other path So She's dead <laughs> yeah yeah he then becomes a shepherd and he then finds a magical way to travel to where she is and rescue her and bring her back from the afterlife exactly now i came up with this concept because it reminded me in a certain light if you look at it from a certain angle Uh of the classic ancient greek myth quite possibly my favorite greek myth yeah orpheus and eurydice
1: yes so we Sort of touched on this maybe once or twice in the past. We did, yeah. In Hansel and Gretel,
0: weirdly. Right. Okay. I brought it up. D-
1: what was the link there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you shortly. Okay. Do you want to hear the story first? Yeah. Just
0: another quick version of yeah,
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to be like a, like a quick recap. A little refresher.
0: So, Orpheus and Eurydice are lovers. Yep. Having a great time. Eurydice is bitten by a snake and dies and gets taken by Hades to the underworld. Yep. Orpheus can't bear life without his beloveds. Oh, sad. Fortunately, he's the world's best lyre player. No one can compare to Orpheus on the lyre. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He decides to go on a dangerous mission to the underworld to bring back Eurydice. So he enters the underworld Okay. to go get her. Yeah. He meets Hades. Right. Who's like, what the heck are you doing here? <laughs> Big mistake, mate. <laughs> you shouldn't have come here. But Orpheus plays him a ditty on the lyre. That was amazing Hades sheds a tear
1: Yeah
0: He's never heard Such beautiful music (laughs) Fine Orpheus take her back That was amazing Here's the exit To the underworld You know Just (laughs) Exit through the gift shop You've moved me Just please Thank you One thing though Orpheus Eurydice will follow Behind you As you walk out Mm. But if you look back at her before you're out of the underworld, she will be
1: lost to you. I remember this and return to the underworld oh. do you remember what happens yeah this really stays with me like he he yeah. he's obeying him he's like I must keep walking, I must keep walking yeah like I, I know the stakes here, but he's not sure if she's behind him and this is his one shot to get her back and he eventually he's just it's just not quite he needs to know and he turns around yeah. Sees
0: her for a split second and then shoo,
1: whisked off back to the afterlife. Yeah. Heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking story. It really is.
0: And it slightly, possibly, with my interpretation, reminds me of this story okay. in a way. So obviously it's different, um, but it it does make me think that we've had a few stories where someone goes to a magical lair to rescue someone. Okay. So we've had Yurinda and Yuringo. Yep. So she's taken away. He then, with a magical object, travels there and rescues her. Yep. The Seven Ravens was similar. So a yep. girl rescues her brothers. She goes to the end of the world, far beyond the world. Oh, into like glass mountains and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, space mountains. Devil the Three Golden Hairs. He goes to the Devil's Lair. That's it, yep. So they're all kind of possibly like shadows of this Orpheus and Eurydice myth, which might be the like originator of that motif of like... Travelling to a lair and using a bit of magic to help you rescue something or someone.
1: I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see the
0: link. And as mentioned, we first talked about this story in Hansel and Gretel with the reference uh, of not being able to look back. So Hansel isn't allowed to look back at his cat or something on the roof of the cottage. Oh,
1: that was the link. (laughs) I thought it was riding on the giant duck at the end for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. And actually, in some ways, this story is a little bit
0: similar to Hansel and Gretel. Especially as some versions of this. Well, there's a version of this story that the Brothers Grimm got where they're brother and sister. So, they're not like lovers. Uh, Okay,
1: good. I'm glad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sorry. Also need that second bit of information. (laughs) You do. That's quite Um, important. So, they basically get taken by a witch and then escape the witch.
1: Okay. So, very much like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I also thought it's somewhat similar to our last story... Fitch's bird. Fitch's
1: bird. So a witch captures a young
0: girl, and then the girl changes into a bird.
1: I mean, this one turned into a nightingale. She, like, covered herself in honey and, like, (laughs) rolled in a mattress or something. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Slightly different. Yeah. In this one, she literally (laughs) turns into 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 a (laughs) bird. But still. And I love the way she does it mid-song, like. <laughs> That's great. You can imagine that the little little bird sings sorrow sorrow. Chuk, chuk, chuk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. That was so great. I, so actually, you know, all these stories like they kind of blur and blend into one another. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I can see that. I like your theory, and it, it's a great excuse to talk about that uh, Greek myth again, which is it's powerful. Um, you like my theory, then? I do like your theory. I thought it would be shot down immediately. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> not not immediately. Not immediately. There'll be okay. a little while before it gets shut down. You got any theories what might be going on? <laughs> not really. Uh, no, I don't know.
0: I guess the, i, I have a bit I'm, more time.
1: I'm caught up with the sort of the whole flower mm. and the, the way he uses the flower to sort of like it touches things and it neutralizes magic. Yeah. <laughs> and odors. Um <laughs> But he also is like you like warding off the witch with it at the end. Yeah, it's like moving forward, and she's like ah, forced backwards. Yeah, L- just like this sort of yeah. vampire crucifix thing. It's yeah, just, yeah, that's so true. It's just a really strong thing in my head. Yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah. Well, I found a little bit more. If you're ready to, uh... I am. The just the one point I'd make, and, mm. it, and it's just uh, it was mentioned that she turned into a cat, and it never happened in the story. And I want my money back. So I'm kind of disappointed about that. Yeah. You know how much I love cats. No refunds. No, oh come on! That I... grim reading, I'm reading Adam. I'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> that is really annoying, but that is our policy.
0: There's so much happening here. There's lots, lots going on. But I don't understand exactly what any of it is. No. So I didn't really know what to look into for you, Adam. But one thing that stood out to me was there's a decent amount of shape-shifting in this story. Specifically shape-shifting into birds. Yes. Which turns into an owl. Yeah. And Yorinda into a nightingale. Yeah. So that's something I could latch onto for okay. you. Okay,
1: <laughs> you latch onto that bird. And um, where has it taken you?
0: Transformation. Oh. Something we see all the time in our stories is things transforming. So, I don't know if you remember, but in our interview with Maria Tatar at the end of last series, fairy tale expert mm-hmm. Maria Tatar, yeah. she said to us that transformation is one of the d- defining characteristics of a fairy tale. Because I think right. we asked her, like, How do you define a fairy tale? Yeah, yeah. Transformation was one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, be it spinning straw into gold, yep, you know, going from a pauper to a king dressing up as a bear, riding a bear, turning into a bird. These stories, they deal in transformation. And it's not just what happens in the tales. Fairy tales themselves transform. Sure. So as we saw last time, the hare's bride is also Fitcher's bird. Yeah. They move and they morph and like from country to country, village to village, the stories change. Mm -hmm. They transform. In our interview, Maria took this idea of transformation right back to Ovid's Metamorphoses.
1: Yeah, I remember that coming up, but I don't remember what that is.
0: (laughs) I think we were just both
1: nodding like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. well, I've had a look at (laughs) it.
0: Metamorphoses is a 15-volume epic poem written by the Roman poet and Lothario, Ovid, in 8 AD. Wow. About 2,000 years ago. Wow. It contains 250 myths and stories, starting with the creation of the world, going right up to Julius Caesar. Okay. So his like contemporary time. Yeah. And all of those 250 myths are loosely bound together under the theme of transformation.
1: Interesting. It's
0: one of those classical works of poetry right up there with like the Iliad, the Odyssey, the Aeneid. It's one of those foundational texts that has like shaped all future literature. Like and one art. of the real classics, yeah. And actually, it contains the earliest ever written version of Orpheus and Eurydice myth. And not only does it have Orpheus and Eurydice, Adam, funnily enough, in Metamorphoses, there's also a story where someone is turned into a nightingale, like Eurinda, In? In Metamorphoses, in the book. Seriously? Seriously. Okay. The myth of Philomela and Prochne. Ooh. As ever, we've got another crossover into myth Yay. Are you enjoying the rabbit hole?
1: I, I'm loving it. <laughs> we getting deep, I, I'm calling so. you right down that rabbit okay, hole. Okay, all right, good.
0: So, do you want another Greek myth? Another quick Greek myth? Yes, please. Well, first of all, let's introduce ourselves a bit more to the nightingale, Adam. Lovely little songbird. Yeah? National bird of Ukraine. Is it? I've bought my uh, RSPB Guide to Birds of Britain and Europe, actually. Excellent. If you want to have a little look and see what one If looks you've got like. a little picture, yeah, that'd be great. So, they are notoriously difficult to spot, apparently, but they resemble a juvenile robin or a garden warbler.
1: Oh, I see that. Yeah, they—they're very. How would you describe that? It's like brown and grey. <laughs> yes. It's actually quite unremarkable looking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, really cute. I mean, really cute. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can see how like it, uh, so it just looks like a yeah. like a little fledgling,
0: like exactly. a little
1: juvenile, any kind of bird really. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I think what stands out for it is its song. It's uh, that's what it's known for. Well, would you like to have a blast of a nightingale song?
1: Oh, I'd love to hear it. Let's that hear would it. actually make me really happy. Oh, it's beautiful. It's really nice. It's amazing. Isn't that's it? lovely. Do we know if that's a male Ooh. singing? I guess we don't. I'm pretty sure the females are mute and it's the males yeah. who sing. It's normally what happens with birds, isn't it? Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of songbirds. Just hearing them, yeah, always uh, brings a smile to my face. That's, and it's, that's a, that is a good quality songbird, that is. That's a quality songbird.
0: <laughs> well, we might find out why the female is mute, actually, if you're ready for some Greek myth.
1: <gasps> oh, 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 we're getting like an origin story. Oh, I love this. Okay, great.
0: This one's Certified Grim, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to be very short. It's like a paragraph, but Certified Grim. I'm excited. Philomela and Prochne are sisters and princesses. One day, Philomela is alone with Prochne's husband, Tereus. Oh, dear. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dear. He assaults her. Oh, no. Yeah. She's distraught, obviously, and she just stays mute. She won't speak. He gets worked up, and in a rage, he cuts out her tongue.
1: Yeah. This guy's a monster.
0: Mm-hmm. Philomela then begins to plot her revenge. She weaves a tapestry of what's happened, because she can't speak, and shows it to her sister, who realizes that her husband has attacked her sister. Yeah. Prochne then kills their son. So she kills her own son with her husband's, cooks him, and serves him to Tereus, who then eats his own son unwittingly.
1: What kind, what kind of a response <laughs> is that?
0: <laughs> After he's finished, like, oh, that was a lovely meal, the sisters then present Tereus with the son's severed head. <gasps> like, ha! You've just eaten your own son. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Boom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> drop. <laughs> Tereus goes ballistic and chases them both with an axe. While they're running, the gods turn the sisters into birds right. to escape. Prochnay is turned into a swallow, and Philomela, the one who had her tongue cut out, is turned into a nightingale.
1: And then she's mute.
0: Yeah. Right. And this is why, if you study your Western poetry and art and literature, the song of the nightingale is often interpreted as a lament. A sweet lament. Right, okay. And actually, in Yorinda and Uringle everyone's being sorrowful the whole time, right? Yeah. There's loads of birds singing all the time, and they're singing sad songs.
1: Because they're pining their loved ones. Yeah.
0: There's 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 a sentence at the beginning, because it's all very flowery language. It yeah. says, the turtle doves sang mournfully upon oh, the young boughs of the birch trees. Yeah. And in her song, as she's turned into a nightingale, she sings, little bird with the necklace red sings sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. Oh. So I think if... I haven't gone insane researching. I've sort of tied this story back to the origin of the symbol of Nightingale's, Nightingales. the song of the Nightingale
1: is a lament. No, that's great. I, I totally buy that. That's a, what, Are you with me down the you, rabbit hole? You seem hole? exhausted by going <laughs> down that rabbit hole. I'd also say just total, like a little side shoot, little side uh, rabbit hole. That myth sounds yeah. like the origin of... Um, Juniper Tree. Juniper Tree. Yes. What, like, what's going on that there? That literally just occurred to me as well. yeah. I was reading it as well. Wait, like, yeah. decapitating his son and feeding yeah. it to a, his dad. Yeah, and turning into a bird. Yeah. Yeah. What's that all about? What's That's got on? to be linked oh up. It's all connected. Are they all just one story? <laughs> I can't cope with this anymore. Yeah, if you could see us right now, we've got the notice board up, the red uh, <laughs> string connecting everything. It's all connected. We've got coffee. It's <laughs> <laughs> like 3am. I've loosened my tie. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Oh, have we, have we gone insane? I think so. <laughs> this I think a little bit. fairy tale podcast? Maybe. That's amazing, though, isn't uh, no, it? No, that is incredible. It's incredible that last time, Fitch's Bird and the Hare's Bride, how could they possibly relate, but they can't yeah, move they, up. Yeah. And this has got a similar connection to juniper tree. Yeah. I guess, like, if you take it right back to these, like, ancient Greek myths or, you know, folk stories from thousands and thousands of years ago, they all kind of have little offshoots, don't they? As they do, they yeah. As they evolve. Yeah. So they are all going to sort of share similarities, I guess. I think so.
1: Yeah. So I guess there's cross, <sighs> cross-pollination of... Yeah. That was incredible. Wow, okay. I enjoyed that.
0: There was an unusual source for this story. It was lifted from an autobiography called The Life of Heinrich Stilling.
1: Okay. Who's Heinrich Stilling?
0: Well, the intro to the biography... Of the translated one that I found, okay. says he was a doctor of medicine and philosophy, court counsellor, and professor of political economy at the University of Marburg. Okay. And we now know that the Brothers Grimm went to the University of Marburg. Oh, right, yeah. yeah but I... Interesting. I get the impression that he was already a celebrity in his day anyway. Sure. So he was born in 1740, Johann Heinrich Jung... He was a bit of a polymath throughout his life, leaping from one profession to the next. And he wrote this weird autobiography in the third person using his own nickname, Heinrich Stilling.
1: That's really weird.
0: (laughs) And he was good friends with the famous author Goethe, who secretly published the autobiography for him. So he just wrote his own sort of weird autobiography and then Goethe published
1: it without him knowing. Oh, he didn't know that his autobiography. was Oh, I thought to be that published. was some weird strategy to be like, "Wow, look, people are writing these books <laughs> about me." <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So yeah, there's a scene in his autobiography where his aunt is
0: telling him and some other kids the story of Yurind and Yuringle. Right. And in the, autobi- in the autobiography, he just writes the entire story. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then, when the aunt finishes telling the story, I'll quote the autobiography. Heinrich sat as if petrified, his mouth half open. "Aunt," he said at last, "it's enough to make one afraid at night." "Yes," said the aunt, "I do not tell these tales at night; otherwise, I should be afraid myself." And then it moved on. Just so, it's All just right, a okay. random little scene. That's bizarre. Apparently, it's a scary story, Urend and Uringle, Okay. According to the autobiography. I also like that he's writing about himself in third person. Yeah, that's really strange. Heinrich sat as if petrified. <laughs> Anyway, so there's this weird scene in this weird autobiography that the Brothers Grimm just lifted and republished verbatim. So yeah, basically they stole it. They stole yeah. this story.
1: So this wasn't from Marie Hassenflug or any of their normal contributors. They just just straight up nicked it. Hundred percent. Wow. Yeah, thieves. <laughs> That's,
0: uh, that's 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 uh, the mad journey I went on. What do you reckon you could give it for a score?
1: Well, score time. That's score time. What do you think about it? Did you enjoy it? Did you not? Well, I did enjoy it. Hmm. But it was confusing. <laughs> yes. And uh, like often these tales are mad, but normally you sort of have a pretty good idea of what's going on. This was... Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't following it at all, but it was very like... There are lots of things that happen that you're like, wait, what? 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 Who said what? to?" When the moon shines on the cage. It's (laughs) So that (laughs) didn't quite make sense. It was enjoyable, but it was like difficult to follow at times. Mm. Uh, I think I've got a score in mind. Okay. All right. Go for it. I have no idea. I'm going to give this a seven.
0: A seven? Yeah. Wow. Is that bad? No, of course
1: not. It's quite good, isn't it?
0: Oh no! Yeah, that's a good score. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's a good score. Okay, what's your rationale? Don't really have one. Okay, that's Um, good. Yeah, it was a story that left a lot of unanswered questions, which can be a good thing. But yeah, I think on balance, it's yeah, it's a seven for me. Seven. Okay. What do you reckon? (sighs) I think. I think. What are you you going to go lower than me? Definitely going to go lower.
0: So I, th- I think it's it's a really cryptic story, mm-hmm. sort of dreamlike as well. Yeah. But perhaps a bit too much. Yeah. I think I really struggled with it quite a lot. Yeah. Th- those sorts of sort of symbolic cryptic stories can be difficult. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel a bit shut out. Yeah. And it's not enough fun to get away with it. Because I think the juniper tree, actually, funnily enough, was quite like that. It was, it was very strange and a bit weird. But it's a proper and cryptic, adventure.
1: And but it was f- a lot of fun. Loads going on, yeah, yeah.
0: It was the first story to end with an exclamation mark. Oh, wow. I, I That's an interesting. I didn't tell you point. earlier. Well, you didn't tell yeah. me that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> she was as beautiful as ever. <laughs> Whoa. I was thinking. Three or four, No
1: way, (laughs) I was. I really struggled with this one. Yeah. I didn't... I didn't get on with it. This always happens. And then I feel bad about my score. Well, I don't want you to feel bad about your score. You are free to give it whatever you feel. I think it's interesting (laughs) because...
0: For two years, we were barely one point outside yeah. of a margin of one and point away from each other. Massively. Yeah, and in King Thrushbeard, it happened. I think it's going to happen again. Yeah, but
1: only because you're varying your score. Mine's just, mine is still pretty Yeah. grouped together. I've got to break out of it. I, should, I mean, I feel like oh, I I think, I'm not going to change. I'm going to stick with my seven. Are you? Okay.
0: I don't know. I feel so bad going below a five because I haven't done it forever. The last time I did it at the Hairs Bride, I yeah. regretted it immediately. Yeah this is worse than The Hairs Bride, surely. But I gave that like a three. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm going to go. This will be our biggest score diversions by far. I mean, I liked going on the journey with the Nightingales and learning a yeah. bit about metamorphoses. And it was nice to meet Orpheus again. But I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go 3.5. Whoa.
1: Oh, I might regret that. Whoa. that's I might a, regret That's that. a 10.5 for... Yurinda and Yuranga is <laughs> still struggling to pronounce it. Yeah, still there's a little pause. <laughs> Say what well, I three. think.
0: <laughs> I wonder how many different ways we said it in the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Probably quite a few. Yeah. That this is this is stop the press stuff. Wow.
1: This is a huge divergence in score. Yeah. Scroll. 7 wow. and a 3.5, twice your score. Well, that is a shocker. A real shocker on that bombshell.
0: Yes, on that bombshell, it's time to now reveal the winner
1: of our latest Patreon story poll, which will be our next story. Yes. So, as you may remember, the stories you had to vote on on the Patreon poll were Mother Hole and the old man and his grandson. Uh, As always, you don't know who picks what. The poll is now closed and the results are in. So, the winner, the next story we're going to have on the podcast is... With 67% of the vote, that's two thirds.
0: Yeah,
1: is Mother Hull come on? And as you probably heard from that reaction, that was Matt's yes. choice, his second win. His second come win, come on. Now, I would like to point out so, obviously, my choice was the superior title, the old man and his grandson. Well, clearly, not now. The poll was neck and neck for a long time And it sort of Uh, incrementally went up We were sat neck and neck for some time Totally tied For ages Matt sent out a little reminder Just a reminder if you haven't voted (laughs) Do so now because we'll soon be closing the poll Every single vote (laughs) after that point Was for Matt's choice, Mother Hole. I don't know why, I don't know how I don't know what Like skullduggery's been going on behind the scenes Between Matt and the listeners I don't know but anyway it's, it's a It's a fair win. Did the, it's electoral, a fair cop.
0: did the Electoral Commission get back to you on my whole talking about Christmas? Yeah, I mean, stuff. We,
1: we tried to hide how obvious our choices were at that point. I don't know yeah. if we made that yeah. too obvious or we managed well, to hide that or not. But uh, clearly, yeah, Matt knows something about Motherhole that I don't. It's, uh, well, all it's I, a Christmasy style. All I know story.
0: is, no, I don't even know that. I okay. just know that it's got snow in it.
1: Okay <laughs> So
0: I don't know how I found That piece of information But for some reason I came across it At okay. some point wow. wow That's a shocker I mean I'm excited The old man and his grandson
1: It's a great it's title Come on It's good It's, it's really it's, good Yeah it's alright It's amazing actually It's incredible <laughs> We'll um, get there one day if, <laughs> if he's still around But we've got So next episode then Yeah Mother Hull. Last one before Our Christmas special As yes. well Oh, that's exciting. I can't believe we're actually already talking about that. It's that time of the year, I guess. coming up to Christmas. It's crazy, isn't it?
0: Well, and also in the Christmas special, we're going to be revealing the winner of our competition that's been ongoing. Yes, exciting. Could you tell me a bit more about this competition? Just remind me, Adam, because
1: I've forgotten. We just want you to answer the following question. Out of all the scores we've given to the stories so far, what has been the greatest injustice... On Grim Reading. We obviously give each story a score. Some you might think are too high, some are too low. What's yeah. been the biggest injustice? What what, what do you think we should have scored completely differently? Get in touch yeah. via any means and, and let us know. And you could be in with a chance of winning a copy of Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, illustrated by Arthur Rackham, courtesy of the vintage book publishers Poop Press and an exciting piece of grim reading merchandise the world has yet to see that we're currently developing a beautiful poster yeah featuring Riv spear's wonderful illustration that you can see on our various sort of social media Absolutely. platforms limited edition limited edition of one yep that is very <laughs> limited The proud owner of oh, the only person in the world <laughs> amazing yeah so that's exciting so get in touch and answer that question and you can be in with a chance of winning those exciting prizes And as Matt said, the winner will be announced in our Christmas episode.
0: As Adam said, right, it's all about the story scores, right? So I I had a little look at our list. So we've got a master list on the website and on the blog. You can see all the scores we've given to the stories. That's
1: it, yeah. I think there'll also be links in the description of the podcast as well.
0: You might be surprised to learn, if you have a look at that list, The Girl Without Hands and Thumbling both have 8.5 in total. In total? So they have less than... Yurinder and your Yuringle, well, for
1: example. M- Matt, are you torturing me? <laughs> I am, Adam. So... <laughs> that seven's not looking quite so yeah, good anymore. Yeah, f- th- if you think about the greatest injustice, <laughs> it might be this one. You might get in touch and say, Adam, you muppet, you scored that way too high. How yeah. is that better than the girl with that hand? And I, to be honest, yeah. already be inclined to agree with you. I cannot believe that. I'm, a- I'm angry at myself. Godfather death,
0: 13.5? That's a 20 out of 20 if you ask me. I mean... Also, in first place, we've got Hansel and Gretel with 18 points. Now, I know some people aren't fans. No, true. Maybe you think that was too high. Yeah, maybe. Have a
1: look. It's riddled with injustice. It is. So... And the injustice continues. So. Help us right some wrongs. Let yeah. us know yeah. what the issues were. Get in touch. That's uh, that's exciting. Fantastic. Well, it's it's been a, a joy
0: tumbling down some rabbit holes with you.
1: It has. By the fire. And uh, it's it's a little bit grim outside isn't it a bit cold and wet Perfect. be careful on your ride home yeah thanks I will it's pretty blustery but until next time keep it grim see you next time the mother hole can't wait see ya bye bye if you'd like to support the podcast please head over to patreon.com slash reading to find out how and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us you can of course email us at grim at gmail.com we're on Twitter at grim Reading Pod, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook at GrimReading. You can find us on Podbean at podbean.com slash GrimReading and we also have a website, GrimReading.wordpress.com Keep it grim.
0: Because they were just in the throes of love. Well, I no, guess. hang on. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And the witch turned up and said, what are you doing? <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>